Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship, and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Well, hello, sweet pleasure seekers. Guess what you're doing? You've just entered the pleasure zone. I know. It's crazy. You didn't even know. Did you know you, like, even bought the ticket to the pleasure zone? Because here you are on this crazy planet where you get to have all these very cool experiential things going on with your body, where you can have feelings and sensations and you get to smell things and taste things. Yeah, that's part of the pleasure zones, my friends, and you are in it. And, you know, the more you choose pleasure, the more you become a pleasure seeker. And if you're listening to the show, the chances are you're a pleasure seeker. And for those of you uh, who know or don't know this, we're actually celebrating. This is my fifth-year anniversary celebration this month. I started in 2014, of July of 2014, and this show has been growing and expanding ever since. And I've had a lot of different guests on over the years. And this uh, particular day, we have a super guest, and we've actually not talked about this topic on the show at all, which is cool because I don't see myself as having uh, enough information to approach this from an expertise field, so I invited an expertise guest on for this particular conversation. What is this conversation? We're going to be talking about meridians today. What the heck are they even? Like some of you are probably like, what's meridian anyway? I have to say I have a lot of clients who come in and are like, so what's a meridian anyway? I'm like, all right, let's just like move on to something else for now. But we're going to be talking about meridians, about your sex drive, you know, how do we work that. We're going to be looking at, you know, what if we could actually ramp up our sex drive by, you know, getting some acupuncture on, getting some different things to stimulate our meridians happening. We're going to talk about all of that. We're going to talk about what could pull pull them down, what could ramp them up, what's connected to different um, systems, how they're all interconnected too. Lots of information going to be going on tonight. But first, I'd like to introduce you to the person who's going to be sharing all this fabulous information with us, and his name is Dali Borchovich. We're going to be referring to him as Dali or just Sexy Pants on the show. Either one is valid, I think. So Dali's a registered acupuncturist with the College of Traditional Chinese Medicine Practitioners and Acupuncturists of Toronto. Yeah, that's a long title, the CTCMPAO. Dali's returned to Canada and co-founded Aculosophy, Acupuncture and Wellness Clinic in Toronto, Ontario, after spending some time abroad in Buenos Aires, Argentina, with his family, with his big girl who was born there, and his wife and his son. And they came back to Canada, and they're operating a successful acupuncture clinic in Toronto, Ontario. He actually has a lot more... Um, that he's done in his life that isn't in his bio, but we're going to specifically talk about his acupuncture expertise tonight. So uh, he did complete a five-year doctorate program in traditional Chinese medicine in Vancouver, and he practices a wide range of distal needling methods. 
he particularly uses Dr. Tan and Master Tung's methods of acupuncture and scalp acupuncture. So prior to this, he had lots of other things. Um, Dali actually earned a degree in physiotherapy in Belgrade, and he has a background that's proved totally invaluable for his hands-on treatments that he does at Aculosophy. And he, well, he also did yoga, but that's not in here. But that is also something that he did. Um, pain-related, he works with pain-related issues, sports issues, emotional imbalances, digestive issues, hormonal problems, infertility, and a wide array of other health uh, conditions. Uh, quite frankly, I actually just recently got a, a letter from somebody that um, we were that I was working on. That's actually a client of Dolly's. I just did a little work with her briefly, and she is like ra- like just raves over him. So I'm going to find that email during the one of the breaks and like read it to you because maybe um, maybe Dolly, you haven't even heard her raving reviews about you. Um, but he's literally like changed this woman's life, and she's so freaking excited that she can walk upstairs and do all of these things. I'm like, I'm not sure what I can do for you because, hey, he's already done a lot for you. So, very, it's very, very cool to. Um, it's very cool that she's so excited to share all of that. And um, I'm actually going to send that email to you guys because I think it's an amazing testimonial that she she gave to me about you, which is really cool. So welcome. Dolly, welcome to the show. I know you've listened, and now you're on. How does it feel? Yeah, it feels uh, very pleasurable in, to be in your pleasure zone, as you know. Uh, well, thank you. <laughs> great introduction. Like, uh, you definitely boost my ego now, and I will try to, you know, uh, go home with my big ego later and, like, you know. <laughs> and stroke your ego? <laughs> my my, my shoulders, ego, my, 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 you boost my ego now, and my shoulders are really broad now. I'm big now. I feel oh, like that. And I want to just um, c- congratulations for all these successful years that you're, you're sharing with people. And if anybody has uh, <laughs> big knowledge about all these um, beautiful things that usually people are not so connected with, uh, that's you. So I think Thank you're you. really in the in, in the good spot, and uh, your we're listeners are... Okay, we're yeah. yeah. We're, we'll just stroke each other. It's going to be like long-distance sort of like flirtation. Uh, that's what we do. That's, yeah. That's what I do with I'll my cousin's husband. That's how cool. I, I already <laughs> feel endorphins are releasing into my bloodstream after nice. uh, this long and, and busy day. So thank Very you for good. having me in your show, and uh, I'm really happy to, I will give my best to, to give you answers on, on everything I know about this very important topic. I think it is a very Indeed. important topic, topic for sure. And I also, what my sense is, is that when I look at like the history of medicine. I mean, we're talking about the history of medicine really started to get recorded with between Ayurveda and Chinese medicine. It's hard to say who started what first, but we're talking like the oldest medicines in the world. And from from that perspective, they really it's really fascinating to me that they always had an awareness of uh, working with sexual energy. There there's actually like a need for it, right? So um, I'm really curious. Um, well, let's start really simple. Um, I just got excited and jumped like 10,000 years in advance. But let's start really simple. Um, for those people who are listening who are like, what is even 
Chinese medicine about? What is this meridians that they're talking about? So let's start really simple with, um, if you can just give us like a brief understanding from how you perceive Chinese medicine. You can tell us about that from your perspective. What is it and what do you use it for? So basically, as you mentioned, very one of the oldest, uh, very systematically uh, organized uh, system of healing diagnostic. Acupuncture is very popular on the West, and when you say Chinese medicine, people usually relate to acupuncture, but acupuncture is just one part. Beside acupuncture, herbs, herbology is a big part of Chinese medicine, and uh, all Chinese uh, systemized this all like we're talking about 3,000 years that we know for now and um, you know that I'm a big nerd and, and very often I found you know they discovered this tomb and there's, there's even smaller needles than we expected <laughs> from the Bronze Ages those stuff so like we don't know how, how far in the past these goods goes and, uh, and I have to, uh, yeah, I, I will clarify a little bit all this. Um, there's some confusion with, with terminology, unfortunately. It's not easy to translate uh, Chinese language always, most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, word meridian doesn't exist in Chinese medicine. It's better to use the word channel. But uh, well, let's stick with meridian because it's more uh, acceptable here. Cause meridian is French word. It's 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 so mistranslation, but that won't uh, affect the 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 application and uh, and everything. Basically, uh, Chinese medicine is very um, flesh and blood medicine. Yes, there is energy, and we're working on emotions, but everything is pretty much explained, and. Uh, how, why, why it works. Of course, there's still new discoveries, you know, now we have technology, now we have something called functional MRI, which means, uh, you know, I stick the needle somewhere and your brain starts to create different um, electrical... Um, yeah, yeah, and that, that's how we, we can explain and measure different chemicals in the blood so we can uh, have that scientific proof of how this works. Very cool. Do you know that I did not know that meridians was a French word. I didn't think it was Chinese. I just thought it was a strange translation of something from China, but I wasn't. I didn't realize it was a yeah. French translation. That's pretty interesting. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So for that in itself is pretty neat to me. And I also know that when people search for it, like so for this show, if somebody's looking for this, there everybody's talking about meridians like it's uh, the key word right so this is like our way to draw people into your show and educate them that it's actually about channels and that it's a true flesh and blood medicine and that's so true i think people forget that about traditional chinese medicine and they look at it as sort of um very just like they think of it as only it's it's got to just be energy and it's woo woo and it's like it's almost like voodoo because you're using pins how can this work so let's get down to the real basics of how does acupuncture actually work? So uh, that's, let's, let's keep it simple. There's a few different theories. Uh, but basically think about this. Something stimulates the skin, subcutaneous tissues, muscles. In this case, it's needles. So signal travels up to the brain. So that's like an electrical sensation that goes from periphery. And the brain starts to secrete certain chemicals. 
If we treat the pain, we will get uh, production of beta endorphins, those are natural painkillers. If we are working with um, somebody that have depression, anxiety, then we will use different points, different frequencies, and we will get production of serotonin. So it's combination of uh, electrical um, and uh, basically chemical reactions. And uh, but uh, there's another theories as well. But this is pretty simple and easy to understand. Let's compare with massage. When somebody touch you or when you get a hug, you we know that body produce endorphins. So it's kind of combination of tactile stimulation and then chemical reaction in the brain. Yes, that's a great. Simple enough. I yeah, can be very complex, but there's no need. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a very great, like, very concise explanation of how, uh, you know, how this whole uh, system works. It's a pretty, it's pretty simple. Stimulating different secretions of hormones coming out of the brain, and we have so many more than people think. People only usually think about the com- like the main hormones that we talk about, like different endorphins, but also they talk about hormones that we know about, like testosterone and estrogen, right? But the body has so many hormones. It's it's just phenomenal when you start to look at all of the ones that exist in the body. And if you can stimulate those through, um, we do stimulate them through touch, and you can stimulate them through needling as well. And I'm sure that there's different foods as well that change hormones. I'm sure of that um, through you know, talking with Natasha, uh, who happens to be Dalibor's wife and also a nutritionist, that foods change your hormones. We know that. There's actually been studies on that. So these things, all oh, they can all really work well to, together to get your body to a place of balance, right? So um, I know that there's also many different channels in the body that have been sort of mapped or identified um, and we've got about one minute till we go to break, but I think what we'll do is I think we're going to go to our first commercial break, and then when we come back, if you can just kind of give a brief of some of the about the different channels and like what organ systems they affect or how they affect different parts of the body, so we can get a kind of a, an understanding of how that might affect our sex drive in the future. So. Um, I'll give you a few seconds to formulate that idea while we go to our uh, first commercial break. And when we come back, we'll be talking more about uh, meridians or actually channels and how they affect your sex drive when we come back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melissa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? 
Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, sweet pleasure seekers. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone. We're just having a completely different take on bodies tonight from a totally different perspective. We're not going from the, uh, sometimes I get super clinical about d- diseases and things, and tonight we're coming at it from more of a, uh, a different perspective from the Chinese medicine perspective, which is also very flesh and blood medicine, but also has a different approach to medicine than going to your doctor, per se. So I have a special guest tonight, and his name is Dalibor Chovic. He's actually a traditional Chinese medical, um, are we allowed to call you a traditional Chinese medical doctor anymore, or do they change the names of these things all the time? So um, you have a doctor. Yeah, we're program. not allowed here. Yes. Yeah, I have program yes. from uh, BC, but in Ontario, we're not allowed to call ourselves. So right. we're, you can call me Dali. <laughs> Dali is the guy but... with needles. That's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. It's, it's so many rules, so many places, and it's amazing we're allowed to even do what we do anymore, really. <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, it's a gift that it's possible too. And um, just before we head into the conversation about the different channels and kind of like what organ systems are connected to, or all of that information. Um, can you give the people a way that if they're interested in connecting with you, if they're interested in even having a, uh, a session with you, how can they find you and how can they connect with you? So uh, we are based in Toronto, uh, more um, specifically in Etobicoke. We have clinic here and um, we they can find us uh, on the website. Maybe that's, that would be the best thing to um to reach us so um it's very simple our clinic name is aculosophy and that's a c u l o s p h y so um i you know i like to talk about acupuncture and chinese medicine so i kind of we created the name from uh this that has uh, origin from philosophy so it's kind of love through the for the <laughs> acupuncture yeah. that's how i see this so uh uh that's where they can contact us and we'll be happy to answer on every question and and uh yeah whatever they need to know awesome so uh, for those yeah. of you looking it's aculosophy.com so it's like the word like a c u l o uh, uh wow i can't spell today s p h y yeah i'm usually like a master yeah. speller but not tonight 
Oculosophy. There we go. We're having yeah. all kinds of interesting spellings, but uh, we do have it actually in the event. So on um, when you go to find this episode, if you're not listening to it on Inspired Choices Network, if you're listening to it on one of the other 50 platforms that we're on, um, if you're listening to it on any of the ones that are streaming live right now, you can just go over to Inspired Choices Network and you can find the link there uh, when this uh, episode goes into the archives. So you can find it under the archives and you'll be able to get the, the link there and you'll be able to connect for more information. And it's um you know, it's a very uh it's a very amazing approach actually to switching things up in your body. And I have had acupuncture done by uh I'd say probably ten different people in my life and I love the way you do acupuncture. So I've had it done by Dali myself, and it's really lovely. He's very clear, concise, and very, like, he's very, I'd say, like, what's the word for it? Um, it's it's just very clear. Like, you're very clear when you work, and I really love that about how you approach it. You're just like, yep, this is it. Bam, here we go. So there isn't any, um, like, standing there wondering and, like, hmm, what's this and what's that? Um, which is great because I've had some other I've had some other people get kind of confused by my body before, which was like, oh crap, am I that confusing? But maybe I had a lot more issues than too. It's hard to say, and um, and it's fun. It's fun actually because I love experiencing different things all the time, and I love experiencing things from different practitioners just to get a sense of their approach, where they're coming from, and and also their philosophy because you could send. 30 people to the same school and everybody will come out with different information and a different approach and you're coming uh, from it from a different approach than some of classmates as well right Dali so it doesn't really matter the school you go to it's the practitioner yeah yeah it's uh school is very important of course but like uh this is big field and uh you need to invest and search and educate. And if you, I believe, if you search and uh, looking for answers, you will get them. We are, I'm really happy that in North America has amazing practitioners. Some of them are from, uh, came from China, from Taiwan. Some of them are just like people born and, and spend some time in China. So it's, uh, if you want to learn, you can learn here. Yeah, it's a good place to awesome. be. Yeah, very yeah. cool. So, Let's talk a little bit about the channels, if you can give us more information on those and just tell us more about maybe which ones are related to, which ones do we really want to look after, especially look after. I mean, we want to look after all of them, but which ones are the most ones directly related to our sex drive? That's what I want to know about. So, okay, so I'll, uh, we we need to look after all of them but like this we really want to pinpoint that would be um, kidney channel and heart channel so why kidney channel think about kidney as a hormonal um, organ that's that's from Chinese medicine point of view uh, or crustates are hormones so and then there's a heart you know heart is uh, physically pump that pump the blood and you need blood down there and up there in the brain and uh, i would say these two on the other hand you know as you see this is not easy <laughs> to give a straight answer the liver is very important especially for female body so it's mm-hmm. interestingly that in chinese medicine we pay attention so much on uh, menstrual period and women are like i would say 
uh, in Chinese medicine on, on one of the pedestal up there. And um, I think more important is we, more, we, we learned about women body more than the men body, interestingly. That is interesting. I wonder what yeah. that's all about. <laughs> have have men been well, more of the practitioners and the women go with more of their issues or it's interesting. Um very interesting. You know, I when I ask questions here, you know, let's say about period and then ladies ask me, Wow <laughs> You ask all these questions, I never thought about that. I said, Yeah, it's important. You need to tell me all that if you feel comfortable. Because I need to, you know, figure out what's going on. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, through the history, things were different back then. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. and so uh, let's, let's food, go right? back. Yeah, let's go back. Different let's go back food to... that yeah. can nourish certain organs. Then I say nourish or tonify if we need mm-hmm. to do that. Or uh, nowadays, because we live in a completely different world than like 2,000 years ago, we need to unblock channels or slash meridians so the body can function better. Now we don't, you know, we'll not malnourish anymore. We have so much abundance of everything around us, including food. But the problem is body gets clogged, blocked. So if the things doesn't move properly, you will get different um, manif- manifestations of the of the illnesses, diseases, dysfunction, mm-hmm. call it whatever. Yeah, for sure. So, w- for example, like if a woman comes to you, um, I would think after you've been doing this work for a few years now, so you've probably seen enough cases to kind of get, or even through your training, you've seen enough examples of, if a woman comes to you, for example, and says, you know what, I have, I have absolutely no sex, sexual desire anymore. Uh, from that perspective, is that that would also usually be, like you were saying, for women it's mostly like a kidney and a liver uh, dysfunction. So is that true also, like low sex drive, and also true for really high sex drive, or is that a different situation? Uh, in the clinic, I usually see a problem low libido. Uh, very few times you will you will see opposite uh and uh, when i see this is uh, usually two things it's like um postpartum um ladies mm-hmm. why cuz unfortunately they don't take care of, of themselves after delivery and they you know they want to go back to the work and uh they just they're just tired basically you they malnourished they're tired and you know they get into that uh circle that they you know you know when you have baby there's no sleep and all that and uh, the second big thing is uh, you 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 can guess is the stress like we're yeah. so much exposed to the many informations and chemicals and light stimulations and our bodies seem like you know 100,000 years ago but <laughs> but we're in a completely different environment so uh these two things i think the the they affect the 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 libido yeah oh absolutely i see that also from the perspective from where i work from there's so so many components that affect libido even um uh, from you're talking about the postpartum part which can be the postpartum depression um which may have a different um like understanding in chinese medicine from a from a like a, a 
sort of a Western point of view. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a different way of approaching it. I think. Uh, I think the more that we can look at the different perspectives, uh, like different perspectives of how to approach this, maybe not everybody has to be on antidepressants, right? Maybe there's really something going on where, oh, okay, we look at the whole story. There's been malnourishment, lack of sleep. Maybe there's been um, anger. Maybe there's frustration. Maybe there's all these different components going on, and you start to to look at the whole body, then maybe there's less medication required. Uh, so I, what I encourage anybody who's listening is that if you feel like the the regular, um, the regular medical system is just not quite cutting it for you, highly recommend uh, going and, and trying some traditional Chinese medicine. It's actually one of the first things I tried in my life as an alternative to going to doctors, and I found it very helpful. So... Um, be ex- be willing to be um, experimental with yourself so that you can get the best results in your life so that you can actually have far more ease in your body and you can maybe bring that sex drive back. Because to me, that's such a sad thing that I see for people, for me, because I connect so much of your sex drive also to um, the will to live. Is that Do you find that that's actually true too with Chinese medicine or is that a little different, like... That's just from from my experience. It's like if I have a good sex drive, I also have like a will to live, to thrive, to work. Um, is that true? Uh, that sounds pretty amazing what you said. And uh, so, what is good sex drive? That means body, body, mind. That's in Chinese medicine all together uh, works works perfectly. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's indicator of your of your like. Uh, uh, body mind uh, condition. Excellent. Yeah, I would that's, say that's, that's true. Great yeah. indicator. You know, everything if everything is works, it doesn't have to work perfectly. But if everything works pretty okay, you will have sex drive. So, like, if there's no sex drive, why? Like, if you're a man and you're 25, why you don't have sex drive? If your man is an even 60, why? Like, what's the reason? What's the reason? You're tired. You're on the on the medication. Well, what's the reason you should have that? Same for women. I, I got to uh, say something that I see a lot in the clinic. And unfortunately, in the Western world, uh, always problem with the period and sex drive. And uh, unfortunately, uh, ladies, girls, doctors as well, think that period should be if the period is painful, that's normal. In Chinese medicine, that's completely no, no. You should feel period, but it shouldn't be, you shouldn't, uh, you know, reach for the painkillers. So that's mm-hmm. so common and uh, honestly pretty easy to to, to work with that. That's one yeah, of the easiest cool. things to, to deal with. Like, you <laughs> know, in this case, we're talking about some herbs and acupuncture and definitely some lifestyle modifications. So, you know, you, you can take care of your kidneys and liver channels and organs, and then things work pretty much basically perfectly after that. So yeah. um, um, that's, that's, so that's, that's a pretty that's good amazing. indicator, right? Like yeah. Yeah, yeah. So things yeah, doesn't work. The period is a good but, indicator. Uh, period is, is, it will show you how the female body works. Mm-hmm. 
That's very cool. That's a, and it, yeah. I mean, it's because it's so specific to the female body that, of course, the period would indicate how the female body works. And I, that's interesting to me too. I was, I was recently, re- and this is just fun information for you, Dolly. That I was recently reading. Um, actually, I'm taking a course. I don't know if you know this, but I'm taking a course now to um, just add to my life, and it's on uh, for sex and intimacy coaching. And one of the cool. the things that they talk about it in in the part of the course is about how they do actually talk about women's periods, and they talk about how um, the like pain, uh, having painful periods can actually be can, and they refer to it as this congestion of the sex organs. And when you talk about meridians, there's usually congestion, like energy gets congested, or something's not quite functioning. So there's like, you know, like the liver could be congested or the kidneys could be congested and you get them functioning again and then they can filter what they need to filter and move out they get working again right and they actually talk about that in this coaching class about how if you can just decongest so they actually recommend a lot to women aside from like super great changing your diet having some lifestyle changes um, and a lot of other things and definitely acupuncture can assist this really fast some masturbation is super helpful and if you don't want to masturbate, then just go for acupuncture every day for like a week and see what happens. Uh, yeah, that's right. interesting. <laughs> uh, definitely <laughs> point. So uh, pain, we see pain as as, as um, stagnation of the things. Usually, most of the time, pain can be from deficiency, but you don't see this that much often in, in today. But usually, it's like blockage. Think about things are blocked, and uh, whenever uh, you have that anywhere in the body, you will have pain. That's why you have painful periods. And like, it's not just painful periods. It's like a I have um, husbands and boyfriends here coming and say, what did you give her last month? I said, why? <laughs> like, it's great. There's no PMS. Like, she's... <laughs> so it's amazing how that affects, like, whole human. And I, and I tell them, like, it's not about her. She cannot control that. Her organ didn't work properly. So that affects your behavior and everything, you know. And we're so easy to judge somebody. And, of course, I judge every day and every minute something. But we, we've got to understand that uh, everything, what is abnormal, whatever is the definition of abnormal, there's a reason for that, you know. People behave like yeah. that. So uh, I see that in the body. And then later, like, you know, I'm trying to figure out what's going on with emotions because, you know, body emotions for me, are the basically key. one. Yeah. yeah, and they're key to usually one. If you can get a clue sometimes in the emotion, the body will change and vice versa. You look at the body and you're like, oh, look at that stagnation there. Oh, okay, there may be an emotion connected to that. Let's involve, oh, look at that. And then all of a sudden, there is a big shift. And I think people forget that too. Even when they do have pain, there's an emotion that comes up. Usually there's frustration, anger, agitation, um, you know, and and sometimes too in the energy is like when you look at organs and they have stagnation, there's usually stagnation in other areas of the person's life. It's not just their body, their bodies, and I talk about this a lot on the show, your body is a total reflection of your life. Like what's going on internally is a reflection of what's going on externally. And if you can start to look at that and change things, your body will often change too. Just like if you decrease your stress, then you also start to decrease the stress in your body, right? And it's, they go in tandem. But we forget that. Like we think, oh, I'm just crabby, but it, it's not. 
oh, I feel stuck. My, you know, my back feels stuck. But then you're like, oh, wait a second. I'm actually, I feel stuck. And then you look at it and you're like, oh, that's what it is. And then you can change it, right? And so working on that emotional piece is very, um, it can be such an amazing contribution to the physical piece and vice versa. So getting people who are uh, trained experts in their field, like getting somebody who's a trained acupuncturist in their field to be able to, or traditional Chinese medicine, to work with the herbs, to work with the body stuff, to people who are experts in their field to work with you um, to create a holistic approach to your life, you're going to get far better results than if you're just looking at it from let's medicate this pain and give, put some pain medication and see what we can do. So, Yeah, definitely I would agree with you. Um, like um, every every organ uh, from Chinese medical point of view, this old guy, all Chinese figure out that every organ is related to certain emotions. And uh, uh, people usually ask me, why all these emotions connected to the organs? And uh, then I tell them, like, you know, if this organ doesn't work properly, it will give certain emotion. And uh, vice versa, emotion can affect the organ. So like, uh, you know, uh, sudden, let's, uh, we mentioned kidneys a few times ago, a few, ta- um, a few minutes ago, and um, there's a, interestingly fear is emotion that is related to ki- the kidney. So this function of the kidneys will give a fear. You know, people are just timid. But mm-hmm. sudden big stress can give even like a basically... Uh, physiological change in the kidney organ. That's amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I think... And there's actually evidence of these things. And that's the thing is some people might listen to this conversation and think, yeah, yeah, whatever, the my emotions affect my organs. There's actually proof of that. Um, there's a proof. There's actually, you know what? what's really... <laughs> sorry uh, for the interruption. I didn't want to forget. Very cool yeah. proof, you know, because uh, heart is... is um, um, heart is um, in charge of one part of our of our um, emotions or, or personality. And when people have heart transplantation, it's very well recorded that they behave differently. You know, oh, suddenly sure. they like to eat pizza, but they never had it yeah. like before. And then um, I was reading, you know, the person that got the heart, you know, uh, person like pizza before, like, you know, so like a new body, but it's a new heart and, 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 and behavior is different. Mm-hmm. So that's like big evidence that how organ is... is uh, how much affecting our behavior and everything. Yeah, yeah, hold emotions, yeah. And they hold memory, yeah. There's there's actually a book written years ago called Molecules of Emotion, and there's a lot of information in that book about um, how our bodies, how our different organs hold emotion. And I think there's a lot of different um, scientific uh, cases in there that relate to the mm-hmm. to different um, emotions that have been held in different body parts and uh, it's fascinating, actually. It's really fascinating work. I'm so I'm fascinated by bodies and what bodies can do and what what they are able to change and and like what on earth would we hold on to these things for? Like, what is the po- like what would be the point of holding on to fear? So, looking at bodies of like there's 
for some uh, for some reason we must value this fear or this anger or so for me um, I look at like what is the what's the value of being angry or what's the value of having this congestion because it must be benefiting us or we wouldn't keep having it right and and sometimes I just laugh with my clients and I say did you did you make this so you could just come and see me and I've actually had a few people say, oh, I think I did. I'm like, good, now we can change it. <laughs> because, yeah, you don't have to be sick to come and visit. <laughs> so, when your clients just want to see you. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, body so, is amazing. Yeah. 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 And do you ever find with um, with Chinese medicine too, looking at it like if somebody has pain, is there some is there some kind of uh, beneficial effect for them? Like, are they creating this in a way that's like, oh, you know what I made? Uh, and as you're talking to them about the emotion, do you find that there's something that they created this for? Or, for example, let's bring it back to the pleasure zone. So, is uh, and you can even just go theoretical on this if you don't have any clients. We can look at it from a theoretical perspective. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, if, say, for example, you have a client and they have low sex drive, what would be the benefit of of creating that in your body? Like, what would you create no or low sex drive for? From an emotional. Uh, what standpoint? would be benefit for them to create that? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's pretty difficult. I'm not sure if I can answer this. How deep I can go and like uh, understand <laughs> that. <laughs> I gotta be yeah, honest yeah, with cool. you. Yeah, like I can. So let's look I at the, all, Let's uh, break it down. Yeah. Let's break it down different so that I think because I think you actually have this information. I think you actually know this, but maybe haven't looked at it the way I'm like asking you the question. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So when we look at like say for example somebody's got like low sex drive. Let's look at yeah. a man who has low sex drive, right? And we say, okay, so he's got low libido. Um, maybe that's his. Maybe he's got congestion in, in his kidneys. And so, okay, well, now we know there's fear there. We know that fear is held in the kidneys. So, if you're afraid of something, maybe it's maybe there's like performance anxiety. Maybe there's fear that oh, if I have sex, I'll create children. Um, do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like when you okay, work on okay, that, okay. like no, yeah, yeah. 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 I understand. Did you find that uh, you find there's like a theme? Uh, definitely, there there is a reason for that. Uh, and uh, always back, uh, which is not always easy to figure out in the beginning. You know, at first, especially in the first appointments, and people need some time to to open a little bit in that way. Uh, so that's always part of the of the of the story. Like, uh, what's the reason? And um, um, but very often they don't know. They're not. Oh, wow. They're not aware. You know, they're and aware, like yeah. uh, they're not aware. Like think about it. Like you know, uh, we learn many things, and but many people just. You gotta be. Let's be honest. Many people are not <laughs> in tune with their body, and how can they be in tune with their emotion? Make sense? True. So yeah, it's like uh, you know. True. It's and like, um, and we're we're not taught like in this society. Just no. like you know, everything is so metaphysical, and just you know, don't talk about that. And there's lots of taboos and all that. So right. uh, you know, we kind of put that behind, and and we just you know <laughs> never work on that. 
and then later problem comes. And there's always a reason why there's a problem. It can be physiologically, it can be like really physical, you know, mm-hmm. uh, poor circulation in certain areas. Sure. Uh, you know, it's if, if um, certain medications can give these problems. And, uh, you know, overall stress can, can affect, uh, again, go back to the hormones, like everything's going to be shifted. So um, I have funny uh, explanation about stress, how stress affects us in that way. Yeah. You want to hear it? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so, uh, like, think about that, like, uh, <laughs> imagine that bears chasing the man. Bear is chasing the man. So uh, the last thing man needs <laughs> is erection. Exactly. Make sense? Okay, yes. so that. Yes, we actually have a really good... <laughs> yeah, last thing he needs is sex. We actually had a really great uh, show a few years ago. It was called, um, oh God, it was like uh, something, something and two-year-olds. It was like grizzly bears and two-year-olds. And he talked about how uh, we, the one way that we function, he was a doctor, and he talked about how our our first, um, our first thing is survival. So our amygdala will keep us uh, basically in fight or flight, sending signals to our thyroid and then to our adrenals to make sure that we, we survive. But when you're surviving, your body does nothing else except for survive. So it won't metabolize, it won't heal, it won't even be horny. So when you're in survive mode, that's all you're in. And that's exactly like what you were saying. If a bear is chasing you, that's all you're thinking about is a bear chasing you. And then he talked about how one of the ways to get out of that, um, he talked a lot about breathing techniques, right? So he did, he studied um, many different philosophies and he did a lot of um, different things. And one of his was like a breathing technique. It was more yogic. So breathing in, breathing out, and then starting to normalize your breath to calm your, calm your adrenals down. And from there, he talked about play. Like if you play like children do, uh, like your kids are an amazing example um, so Dolly has a two-year-old girl, and you know she'll she'll get like in trouble for something, and then she'll just go off tootly doots and she'll play, and the stress doesn't stick with her um, most of the time. She's like, anytime I see her, she's like do do do, and off she goes and plays. But you can see in her when the stress does stick to her from something maybe somebody said or she got like shocked by them, and her body goes into like a little fear, then she's holding on, and then sometimes you know. You know, not the show will be like, Keki can't breathe or something. I'm like, interesting, right? What, like, what scared her because she's holding her breath, right? There's this emotional response to something that's going on. So I like that. It is like we do not have a sex drive because we don't need to have a sex drive when we're just trying to survive. So if we can get people out of survive mode, which acupuncture can do an amazing Chinese medicine with herbs and everything can get you out of that uh, survive mode and into a thrive mode. We're going to have one more commercial break, and then we're going to wrap up this show. Um, We didn't even talk about men at all, pretty much, very little. We talked mostly about women, which is great, because you know what? You get the women back on board. The men get interested in getting back on board, too, so that's good. (laughs) But we're going to go (laughs) to Definitely agree with you, yeah. (laughs) So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? 
Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone Radio Show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, sweet pleasure seekers. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone. We're just wrapping the show up here in our last little segment. And before we went to break, I had mentioned that I thought it was interesting how we dedicated a lot of the show to um, women's sex drive, low libido, um, and probably not a lot of women having high libido, I don't know if mine's high or low right now. It's hard to say. But for the most part, I have fairly vigorous libido. Um, and I find that um, that's because life turns me on, quite frankly. That's what it is. And the things that I um, really enjoy when I get into that, I am super excited to like wake up and be alive and, and choose them. Um, so um, that's that's one aspect for me. But I also know that sometimes it goes low, and I have had Dally work on me before, and and I do know that actually the last time you wor- worked on me, it was like you were kind of questioning my uh, my libido there, <laughs> so it was kind of funny. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, yeah, I was having maybe an issue at that moment, um, which doesn't happen often. But before break too, I kind of just said, and not jokingly, because I do think there's some truth in this, is that when when a woman has her libido back, a lot of times it will spark the interest in a man to get his libido back. And you were like, oh, yeah. So I'd like to hear, we have about three minutes left before we get kicked off of here. I'd like to hear what you what you think of that and um, if you've seen that. Um, be kind of true with your with your patients, or um, you know, some of your experience with that. That's definitely true, and, and that's what in Chinese medicine everybody know yin and yang, and 
you you said a great thing when when one of the partner gets uh things work properly in their body and definitely they can that can uh create like um sparkle in, in, in the for their partners and uh sometimes what i recommend is uh, for both to to work together so mm-hmm. you know both of the partners uh i recommend them to come for treatments and come for like initial consultations because like you know sex is very intimacy and there's always two involved and 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 it's going to be much easier for for us to get some good results and faster results if we have um both partners together in this so they're going to be in the, on the same page yeah and different perspectives too. It's always interesting when you have a couple in the room together, and one one person will say, "Oh, we have an issue with sex." And I, I found this to be funny um, because Dolly, you know my mom, so you'll know how funny this is. But she had uh, she had this couple come into her office a while ago, and uh, the the husband said, "Oh, we're having." We're having like intimacy issues or something like issues with sex. My wife doesn't really want to have sex, and my mom turns, turns. Oh no, he said he did, he had erection issues, and my mm-hmm. mom turned to the wife and said, "Is that an issue for you?" And the wife said, "No." Nope. She said, "Then I'm I'm fine with that. I'm not going to do anything <laughs> for you." I was like, "Oh, mom, yeah. that's just too funny." Yeah. You could give him his erection back anyway. Like you could assist. Okay. Anyway. Okay. But, Right, but uh, I think it's funny because sometimes, like the one partner will find it's a bigger issue than the other. Um, so also do it for you, right? Like if if your if your partner is not interested in you being a sexual being anymore, fine. That doesn't mean you have to cut your legs off for them. But what Definitely, if you could choose that yeah. for you anyway, right? Yeah. So I like the idea of working together as couples, but sometimes that's just not going to fly. So you can still go. It's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And if you suppress, you know, if we suppress, you know, what's happened when we suppress our, I mean, sexual drive is amazing, like uh, force (laughs) in the nature, (laughs) difficult to measure, but like, uh, and we don't need to measure always everything. But, like, if you suppress, it's a big problem. Like, you know, there's a monster that could grow up and and then, you know, people crazy. wonder what's happened. Yeah, well, like, yeah. it's what happened. So there's a reason why it's happened. We're going to okay. get checked off in five seconds. This is a great conversation, and I think we're going to continue it at another time. So okay, thank you, so much thank, for you Milica, thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.